Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hello. Shalom. Salam. Peace to everyone, especially the sisterhood. Greetings, nine my sacred sisterhood clan, peace, prosperity, protection, and most of all, wisdom be upon we all and those we love. Um, I'm finishing up, I'm going to try to finish up, um, part three of the um, what is uh, help me a gynocracy. Um want to finish breaking down the last part of this video, um, want to let the sisterhood know that we really have to stop, stay on top of this misinformation, propaganda war against the black American female. A lot of the information that these males on YouTube are discussing, they're not talking about all black women. They are specifically talking about black women here in America. So it's very important that we defend ourselves and we speak up for ourselves anytime these males are using misinformation and slander uh, and um, just just their overall opinion uh, based off of hurt feelings, rejection, or whatever to uh, spread rumors about us that are going to cause us to be seen in a negative light so that they uh, are attempting to keep any other man away from us. So um, I, I just want to um, explain that. And um, before um, I, I, I finalize my breakdown of, of his, this, this theory of gynocracy, we have never been under a gynocracy. Uh, an enslaved, in captive race of people have no power. The black woman has had no power over here. She hasn't been ruling over black men. You can't rule over a man when you, over any man when you're in captivity yourself. The black men and black woman has been in captivity in America. Okay, we have not been ruling over ourselves, so there could be no gynocracy. So it's foolish. But the fact that these so-called these 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 guys are saying they're intelligent. They're saying that they went to college and became educated, and yet they're spreading these slanderous lies. And so we as black women have to unite, and we have to defend ourselves against these lies. And thankfully there is a social media that has made that possible for us to do that. So let's find out what Ibmore, I-B-M-O-R, because this guy says he's BGS Ibmore. So let's find out just what is more. Let's, let's Welcome back to Truth 40 YouTube channel. Today, I want to talk about what it truly means to be it more. It more stands for introspective black men of reform. It was created by Adagon Forrest so we as black men can focus on solving the problem of matriarchy in the black community and neutralize the effects 
of white supremacy. A link to his YouTube channel can be found in the description box. Now let's begin with the first part, introspective. What does it mean? Introspective means a reflective looking inward in an examination of one's own thoughts and feelings. We as black men first have to recognize the matriarch mindset within us before we can begin to destroy the matriarch society around us. This simply means that if you cannot destroy the female worshiping simp within you, you are not worthy to be called it more. If Moors do not live from a standpoint of women are to be respected, we live from a standpoint of men are the only ones worthy of respect. And within this current gynocentric system, once a black woman submits to us 100% mentally, the only thing she is worthy of is our attention. The second part is black. The color black is simply all colors mixed together, and it has been scientifically proven that black people DNA carry more genetic information than any other race. This is simply proof that blacks were the first people on earth and all of mankind came out of us, hence the phrase, the original man. The third part is men, which next to black is one of the most important parts. Men represent the strength of a people or nation. Without the logical self-determination of men, a nation or people cannot exist, be maintained, or progress. That is why it is so important that we as black men form an unbreakable bond with our black brothers who also recognize the problem of black matriarchy. Remember, there can be no nation without black brotherhood. Now, many say women are the most important part of a nation because they give birth, but the entire process of pregnancy cannot begin until sperm reaches the egg. So even when it comes to the very creation of life, men are the very spark that starts the fire. And last but not least, the word reform. Now, what are it Moors trying to reform? The obvious answer is the black community itself, but reform actually takes us back to the very beginning, which is you, the black man, reforming your mind so you can be mentally strong enough to take action and recognize the matriarch mindset that was placed in the black community to destroy us all. Well, that's all for today, gentlemen. Leave your comments below. And I'm out of here. Okay. Wow. There's there's so much that uh, he said that I really want to stop and comment on, but for the sake of time, um, I'm not going to do it. Um, but I, I, you know, it's just amazing the thinking of black men uh, and this whole ideology that colonization is now the black woman's fault and a colonized race of men and a colonized race of women, that somehow women formed a, a matriarchy when they had, how do you run a matriarchy without resources that you can control? There's no way you have a matriarchy or a patriarchy. To have a patriarchy and a matriarchy, you must control the resources 
black men and black women in America have never controlled their own resources. Whatever resources they were given were so, so you know, so poor, so limited that we have always been on the brink of starvation. Our resources came from those who colonized us and they hated us and they said that we weren't human. So um, this this whole ideology that black men must overthrow a matriarchy that black women are in control of, that is the fault in the thinking. And that is a very, very, um, uh, that's an insidious uh, thought process, black women. And, and, you know, the last show I did was how to profile uh, a, a socially awkward or a socially damaged black man well, this is a prime example. This man is very damaged, and you can just and here you don't even have to profile them. They are actually on YouTube, um, just just uh, exposing that they are socially damaged and socially awkward men, and they're mad because they weren't chosen. You know, for some reason they are mad that black women did not choose them. So. Um, I, I got so much to say about that. But well, let's go on and let me continue the gynocracy foolishness. Let's, let's go ahead on and address that. And uh, I'll, if there's time for me to um, have commentary, I'll, I'll try to go back to the commentary. So, okay. It's not black women fighting back. It's black men trying to overthrow the rulers. If you think about it, if you just think about it, the civil rights, movement in the 1960s freed who? It freed the black man. It didn't free the black woman. Exactly. Eisenhower had already done that with a stroke of a pen back in 1952 when he desegregated the federal and state governments where women were allowed to take federal and state jobs. Even Monaghan pointed that out in his report that the, the higher level jobs were already taken by majority black females way back when. The higher What do he mean the majority black females? The higher level jobs were taken by the majority? Majority so you have to you have to question how these men phrase certain things. Black women have never had the majority of nothing. They have not had the majority of love they haven't had the majority of money. They haven't had the majority. White, black women have always given the least. Anytime they were put into the workforce, they were put in there by two or three. The white women were the majority. Okay? I said, we have a word called the token black Negro. So if you are a token black Negro, you ain't the majority of nothing. So we must be very careful when we hear these terms about majority when you are not the majority when it comes to working around and with white people. Once you are put in the setting around white people, you are not a majority. You are the minority. Why? Because when it comes to having to pay you a wage, once white people were forced to pay black people an actual wage, no, they didn't need blacks in the majority. The majority was white people. No, you went in as a token few. 
already stressed that. So if there were some black women that so happened to learn uh, a land, a job, a good job or a federal job or what you would call a good job, it was a token few, not a majority, okay? The majority of black women were still domestics. They were scrubbing floors, cleaning toilets, and working as nannies, okay? That's what the majority was doing while a token few got these jobs that he's talking about. But let, let's go on. These jobs back then are already taken by black women. The few that there were, I'm not saying that there was a lot, but Thank the few you. that there were. Thank you. Black men were restricted to what? The same thing that the Mohawk Conference was talking about, trades, the blue-collar labor class. And really until recently, until the last, I would say, decade and a half perhaps, when most of the labor, manual labor jobs and the factory jobs actually were shipped out of the United States, I do believe, uh, I looked at figures, that black men still had, as a, as a group, still had 65 to 70% of the labor class and 30% of the white-collar jobs, as, and which is the exact opposite for women. So these threads, even though it, the Mohawk Conference was like 130 years ago, these particular threads still seem to dominate, even when black women say they're the most educated. Those threads that were formed 130, 150 years ago still dominate. You always educate your ruling class first. If you look at if you look at something like interracial marriage, interracial relationships between black men and white women, or sometimes even black men and other women, were strictly prohibited by force. Sometimes death with black men whereas black women were free to have sex with as many white men as she could attract. In oh fact, uh, they Oh, my God. You, you hear how he phrases that black women were being raped. And he turns around and phrases it that black women being forcibly raped by white men is black women being allowed to have as much sex with white men as she wanted. A slave is not... Offering consent. So if you're still being treated, you know, black men are being still called boys, black women are still being called gals. And as a boy and a gal, white people are not recognizing the humanity of neither one of them. They are not recognizing them as full grown adults. And so your consent is not necessary. Okay? Oh my God, I can get. I wish I could find it again. There's a record of the first black millionaire. first black millionaire was a woman, and she didn't get her money by doing a trade or having a business. She got her money from entertaining white, white men. She was a mistress for many different white, wealthy men that paid her handsomely. And when the scandal came out and white women found out about it, they tried to take her money.
partially white. Now, white men don't have to pay a black woman that he has been, what, raping all what, for the last 50, 60 years. So if any kind of way white men were paying this quote-unquote black woman, that's because she wasn't all the way a black woman. I bet it was a biracial, a mulatto. But you see how black men skew the history because they clearly don't want to differentiate between mulattoes who can be ambiguous, and a lot of them were passing. So if you're so light and white that you can pass for white, that's a big difference between a black woman who has no way to pass for anything other than a black woman, okay? So by him labeling someone who was probably light or white enough to pass as a black woman, once again, the telling of the story is not giving you a accurate picture of who is being spoken of. And this is our problem with black men, okay? This is the problem. And this was back in the 19th century. So it shows that black women as a sex partner for white men has always been allowed. And, and Oh, let me give you a prime example. Josephine Baker, Lena Horne, Eartha Kitt all had whites in them. So there was plenty of mulattoes. And because they were mulattoes, a lot of them went into the vaudeville, they were into dancing, and yes, they were accepted, they were accepted by white men more so than a Harriet Tubman type or a Pearl Bailey type or a Ma Rainey type because these women were full black, but these women who were biracial, who were mulattoes, of course, by them having white DNA, white ancestry, of course, they were going to be more acceptable to white men because still back then, white women also had problems with the biracial back then. That's why they were forced to be labeled as black. So the white men were ex more accepting of the biracial where the white woman wasn't. And so back then, the biracial was being labeled as black. And even right now, there are sisters on YouTube talking about the, the issue of colorism. Chrissy and Egypt Ann and Rashida Strober are telling you that this labeling of biracial mulatto women as black women has caused a lot of friction that's a part of this gender war to this day. Because we as black women realize that labeling these women as black cause our men to not have to deal with us and and also allow the government to give these black women, these biracial women with white ancestry, they had not been egregiously enslaved, raped, and wronged the way non-biracial, non-mulatto uh, 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 women had been treated. So to sit up there and make the biracial treatment and the non-biracial black woman's treatment be equal is a strategy that black men try to use, and then they use the story of biracial women who had it always better and try to say black women had it so much better. But they're not identifying that these black women who had it so much better 
That's why they got it better. Why? Because the white man recognizes the humanity in anything that's a part of him. Unlike the black man who fucks over his woman and his children. You can have his DNA, he going to fuck you over equally. But the white man says, if you got a little bit of me in you, you got some of me in you and I can see it, I'm going to treat you because I recognize the you in me. So, yes, biracial women and those who passed, they got treated better. And we know that was going on. But it, do you think BGS going to point this out? No. He's going to try to make it look like that uh, uh, just, just carte blanche black women would just had it so much better with white people. He's not going to point out it was the biracials, the mulattoes who had it better. He's not going to point that out, but I'll do it for him. But he talking about he wanted to debate me. Boy, stop. I've been uh, in West Africa where, where the majority of black women never made it to this shore because white sailors partook of the available sexual availability of black women back then. So 70%, I would say 80% of black women never made it to the shores of, of North America because they never made it on the... Okay, you heard that. So how do you have a gynocracy when the men are outnumbering you? Now, he's telling you that the majority of black African women, so he's basically saying there were more men brought over here than women. Now, you have to realize that when white people needed this labor, America was a wilderness. It was a wilderness. There was no building. It was wilderness. There was really nothing for women to do over here, okay? There wasn't no cat. It was a wilderness. So, yes, they needed men. It was swampland. It was wilderness. Yeah. Shit, white people barely survived. When white people were sent over here, the, the nobility of Europe sent white people over here to die. If it wasn't for the native indigenous Indians showing white the, the, the settlers and the uh, pilgrims how to, to survive, they all would have died out. It is only the Indians that kept white people alive. The nobility of Europe sent white people over here to die, and it was the Indians that kept them alive. And and what, how did uh, the, the Caucasians thank the Indians for teaching them how to survive? They turned around and killed them and took their land and broke treaties with them. Because the Indians had been warned, do not help these people. They had shamans and people say, listen, these are not good people. Do not help them. And the ones were like, no, no, we're going to help them. We're going to yeah. help you see how they got thanked. Why? Because these Indians had been warned by their own shamans and elders not to help the pale-faced, serpent-tongued devil survive. So they only needed men back in the 1300s and the 1600s when they were coming over here. And when they were bringing these men over here, originally there was no slavery. The, the, the slaves, the, the the, uh, uh, the the black men that they brought over here were treated just like indentured servants. That's another part of the history they won't tell you. The whole slavery aspect of America, where they started labeling, labeling black people as permanent slaves, probably did not come around into like the 1800s or something like that, around about the 1800s. So this 
whole four, three, four hundred years of slavery. No. The the first black men brought over here were treated as indentured servants. And they came over here, they worked on the railroads, they fought in the wars, they they were just indentured servants. Um uh, they had they went got women and brought over here for them to marry. This you can you can go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube. It's a, they've got a, a documentary about it on YouTube. So during the 1300s and the first 1400s, black people, black men over in America were not treated as slaves. They were indentured servants. It wasn't until Virginia decided that that didn't come that Virginia, and I think it was the state of Virginia who decided that black people would be permanent slaves. It did not happen until like the 1800s, but black people were already over here. But the black men they brought over here, they originally came over here as indentured servants. And the case that solidified, um, I forgot that one case where there was this one black man who sued his um, sued his master. For he, he, he was not set free, and he went to court. He found out that a white man was free. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I did my seven years because for the boat ride over here, you had to serve whatever, seven years or whatever, to pay off your boat ride fare over here. And this white, this black man found out that other people who had been in district service had got their freedom and got land. And he was like, well, what about me? And that's when they came up with the idea that black men should be permanent slaves. Ships in the first place. In fact, just as they did here in the United States, the white sailors or the white Europeans built towns and schools for their offspring on the African continent. So the fact that black men have ruled over black women for centuries is, is wrong, especially when it comes to white men. In, in this uh, sphere, there is and it has been a gynocracy within the black community for a very, very long time, which explains why all the derision and hurt when the black man wants to have a voice, which is why black women always talk about black men not building because your, labor, your slaves, your labor class is supposed to build for you, or going out and fighting the white man because your peasants or your underlings are supposed to go out and fight for for you. Why? Because black men don't have any rights that black women are bound to respect. If you look at the current movement, Black Lives Matter, that supposedly, supposedly fight for black men. In their mission statement, there is no black men even mentioned. They use black men and black male deaths as fodder to, what, project out their their campaign, project out their talking points, push them into leadership. Now, when a white man guns down one of their underlings, one of their labor class, of course, just like a good master, they go out and they try to protect their slaves. But don't, don't let those slaves say they have rights and they have freedoms to choose or freedoms to decide something. All of a sudden, those same people rise up and get upset. Every other race of women say they support their men, not protect, but support their men. What do black women say, especially these young black women? We were taught to protect the men that hate us. That's what they say. What does that sound like? That sounds like a slave master. I'm protecting the people that hate me. 
Why do they hate me? Because I am their master. I always thought that there was a deep hatred between black women and, and black men for whatever reason, but I'm starting to understand that it's not a hatred. It's not hatred at all. Black women have always thought that black men were beneath them. Wow. All my life, I don't think I've ever heard a black woman give their husbands or significant others respect, only pity. I married him because I felt sorry for him. Wow. Or I married him because he could do well, something that, for me. I married him because he could give me something. Well, that's what a woman Never that I respected him, respected him or, or adored him. Because no, no there's something that, that always bothered me. Now, I love Michelle Obama. Don't get me wrong. I love Michelle Obama. I've always liked and adored Michelle Obama. From the first time I saw her give a speech, I adored Michelle Obama. I've always oh, adored Barack Obama. Right? Now, president, politics aside, because American politics as the president of the United States is always complicated, and any president is always compromised, because you're, in, you're basically taking over a system. You're not a king. You're a, you have a position that you've been elected to, and it's a system. One man cannot change a system. Politics aside, I've always adored Barack Obama. Why? But there's something that has always bothered me about you. Michelle Obama and Barack Obama's relationship. Mm-hmm. Even Hillary Clinton admired Bill Clinton. No, Even Hillary Clinton thought that Bill was superior to her. You look at all the first ladies. She say most of the first ladies. I can't speak for all. They all admired their husbands. They looked up to their husbands. But I never got that from Michelle Obama. Here you have, regardless of how we, what we think he is, whether he's black, uh, mulatto, white, whatever, here is a man, a black identity, that has done something that had never happened in the history of the United States before, or even what most people in the United States ever thought was possible. It was never even a thought that a man under any circumstances, a, a black man that presented black, as black could ever elevate to the throne of the United States. White Never thought possible. Just the sheer fact that he did it, he should have been a man that you would admire. And his significant but other that bore him children should have looked at him in the same way because regardless of what we think about him, there is something special about any man that rises to the ranks of the, of the uh, president of the United States. Now That's just a fact. And I never got the sense in the whole eight years he that he was president that Michelle Obama ever looked at him that way. In fact, black women, when they look at the Obamas, they look at it that, that the reason that Barack Obama got to where he got is because Michelle Obama gave him a chance. Because when she met him, he had nothing. And she accepted him, not admired him or saw something in him, but she accepted him. So she was always one up over the president of the United States, which was why Michelle Obama is held in such high praise, even though Barack Obama was always a, already a made man well before Michelle Obama and him ever met. But the mindset that black women have toward their men, even now, even with this upbraiding of, we see on YouTube, 
where black women are allowed to think, feel, and say anything that they like, any place in social media, any place in the street, any place in politics, they're able to think, feel, and say anything they like, but a black man cannot. Why? Because he's not allowed. Because even today, the United States, if you look at white men gunning down black, black men in the street, strangling them in the street, uh, throwing them over hood, and black women taking advantage of the situation and doing the same thing to their own men. It shows that even today, America itself does not think that black men have rights that they're bound to respect. Black men are out of work. Black men, black boys drop out of school. Black boys get into all kinds of trouble. And the, and the thing is, white black women do the same thing white men do. They point the finger. You don't see black women getting off their ass, making sure that the boys that the boys that they have become the men that they need, because they don't think it's important. Listen, first of all, the black woman as mother. See, once again, it more says that the man seed is that electrical spark, right? So if it took a man and a woman to make that child, it takes a man and a woman. The duality of both of them to help in the, the cultivating of that child's uh, 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 position in life. Well, from birth to 14 years old, mama has done her job because a male child, once he reached 13 or 14, there's nothing else he needs to learn from his mama or any female of his family. Everything he, he needs to learn must come from the masculine or the male side of his family or the male side of his community. So if mama had him from birth, from a baby to 14, 13, 14, the men are supposed to take over from there. The fact that black men don't do that is not the black woman's fault. Because as a man, if you understood for you to develop into a man, since you call yourself a man, Weren't you aware that some man helped you develop into a man? So what makes you think that these male children, because you, the fact that he's here, you know he didn't get here by himself. He wasn't a product of immaculate conception. So to sit up there and say that the women are not making sure that these males develop into men is just totally idiotic. It's idiotic. The woman has done her job. If she didn't abort him and she provided for him for 13 years, that's why me, I tell women, if these men are going to take that position, as soon as a boy gets 13, 14, put him out of the community. If they are not going to be an asset, you put them out. You, you, you send them away. Where they're sent. And see, white people know that. They know that black men are so, and I'm talking about grown-ass black men, will not come and get these boys and groom them into men. So so the white powers that be said, we'll just put them in jail. The men are just too weak. They're too stupid. These are their own sons. And once the sons are at the age where they need their fathers, you would think the fathers would come back and say, okay, I'll take it from here. I got it. The next seven years, he needs to be with me. I don't think there's a woman in any community, whether he, she's in a project or whatever, that if the father showed back up when that boy hit 13 and 14 and said, I got him from the 
did her part from birth to 13, 14, daddy was supposed to come back or uncle or granddaddy or some male in the community, older male was saying, listen, these boys are now our responsibility for the next seven years. We got them. But instead, you know what black men do? They sit back in the pool halls and get in these young boys' ear and they badmouth black women. Talk about how black women ain't nothing, how they're lazy. You know, they pass on their own issues. Just like this older man, this is an older man now, listen at him. Would you want your son listening to these men right here? Because I've got two sons. I wouldn't want them listening to nobody from uh, Ibmore. I, I wouldn't want my sons listening to them. Why? Because they're not doing anything but bad-mouthing black women when you ain't put no work in. You're not married. You don't have no children. You ain't raised no sons. You haven't helped mentor no male boy. So you don't have the right to talk about how bad a person has to, you know, if the black woman has done her job, she done raised the boys from one from age zero to 13, and you ain't came along, and you picked up the slack. So the female, of his, the female side of himself has already been cultivated. Now the masculine male side of his uh, of self needs to be cultivated because we are a duality of our mothers and our fathers. We are a duality of masculine and feminine. So if the male has gotten his feminine education, then it's time for the masculine education. That has to come from men. Okay, if y'all didn't give it to us, then motherfucker, that's your fault. You can't blame black women for that. Motherfucker, that is every one of y'all's fault. So you need to shut the fuck up blaming us for something you failed to do. And black woman, sisterhood, that is exactly what you need to tell them. They have failed these boys. These boys went to prison because these grown-ass black men, with all their vitriol and judgment and accusations, failed them. Because the education of masculinity and manliness does not have to come from a father. It can come from any man that calls himself a man. It doesn't have to come from his father. Any man can step in and groom a boy once he's 13 or 14. Any man can take on that responsibility. The problem is these motherfuckers don't care. They just don't fucking care. That's the truth. That's the nuts and bolts of this whole argument. The reason black women don't pick good men, because to them there are no good men. All men are beneath them. It doesn't matter whether you are a prisoner who has all his rights stripped. If we thought there were no good men, we wouldn't have had no babies by nobody. So once again, he's lying. The fact that a black woman is willing to get pregnant, the fact that a black female is willing to get pregnant, keep the baby, carry the baby, and give birth to it, obviously she don't. She didn't feel like who she got pregnant was a no good black man. He turned no good after he abandoned her. That is not her sentiment toward him before her pregnancy, her impregnation. So once again, he is mistaken about our opinions of black men. Okay, once again, he's, he, he's speaking for us. See, we didn't formulate an opinion about y'all not being any good until we saw this consistent pattern of you not stepping up and doing your job and then blaming us for what you have failed to do. 
worthy. You can't have a whole planet full of pregnant women if we didn't think y'all was worthy at one time. But like I said, it is the older black men who usually set the worst examples for these boys. Coming out of prison or you have a Ph.D. It doesn't matter if you are a waiter or a cook at McDonald's or you are a multi-million dollar football player or a basketball player. A basketball player is an Instagram talk. Thank you, show. Okay. This show is about to end. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, I will continue to just let this play until it ends. All right. Thank you. Share the shows. Share the shows, sisters. Share the shows. Elevated themselves. Go on social media and social media and put that man on blast. But a black woman who's, who, can, who, are, who, who will get checks from the guy will kill the golden goose because she's upset. That points to not a matriarchy but a gynocracy. You go to Africa, a great man has held himself in high esteem amongst everybody, all the villagers. The chief is the chief. The women bow when he's in their presence. He's held in. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.